So before we do the music, I think we should say that we're outside again. Okay. The noise in the background. Well, why don't you describe where we are? Well, can I just point out today, it's wet and dry meets country file. I feel like one of those fellas in their welly boots who's about to put his hand up a cow's ass. We're actually looking out over Tooting Lake. Tooting Lake. I mean, it's very nice. I've never, I mean, I've got a dog on a walker. I've never been down there. I can see some birds. I think that's probably a seagull, isn't it? They're ducks. Some other ducks and swans. Um, a couple of dog walkers walked past. In fact, one lady's just allowed her dog to shit there without cleaning it up, which is not very nice for us. But we're back. Matt Baker, your job is safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as Matt said, we're at a park bench. Can I just point out, it's a very good park bench. It's not a normal park bench. Someone has made it out of an old tree trunk and they have carved in, could be a fox, could I be a hound. A fox. Is it the two foxes? Look at so, the tails, so they're, they're foxes. It's, it's very nice, it's very, very nice. You explained the view that way. I'm going to go pond rather than lake, but, you know, we're splitting hairs. What you didn't mention was the temporary bar <laughs> that we set up on the park bench. The not, World Cup's back. We're stood by the park bench so that we can use the bench as a bar. Currently starring in this episode are a, a bottle of Freestar, a can of Budweiser Zero, a bottle of Big Drop Uptown Craft Lager, and a, a can of Infinite Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, I'm a little bit worried about the one at the end, though. Isn't and this the one they've recalled because it's going to kill you? And a poisonous I mean, that took can. Me, that took me a long time to get around to all the shops and sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> a poisonous can of Guinness Draft 0.0, which we'll, we'll talk about later. Just, just before we move on to that. So I have not had a booze since Wednesday. I mean, I had a lot on the Wednesday night before they locked us down, believe me. It's a while since I've uh, last seen you. Yeah. It's, a lot, it's a while since you last replied to any of my messages too, I may add. As you know, the further into lockdown we go, the busier I get. Um, Although at least I'll give you one thing. You did, a, you did mug me off on a WhatsApp for not, not replying with a picture of you and Dolly Parton together, so I'll give you that one. I can't play a clip of Dolly Parton in the middle of this <laughs> Go on, go on. But yeah, I, I, I did have a Zoom chat with Dolly Parton two days ago. Yeah. and that's... But, So anyway, I, am, I have not had a drink uh, now. So I feel like I'm a little bit dry. I'm a little bit dry. I'm one of your gang. I'm one of the gang out there. (laughs) By the end of this year, it's going to have taken over. Well, look, the first thing I want to talk about is is the Guinness, because I can't tell you how hard that was to get. So I've seen online, people have said it's virtually impossible to get. I mean, it it came out with a big bang, too. It was a big news story. I, I think I've said it on the podcast before, that I enjoy those special occasion drinks that we've talked about before. And one of them is like a really nice pint of Guinness. And, and if I go out for an evening and decide to have Guinness, I'll drink Guinness for, for the whole evening. It's got a rugby association with me. I think that big epic day we had out. Huge. Uh, I think we drank a lot of Guinness a that lot. day. So I really miss Guinness. And the idea of having a 0.0, the early reports that I'd read were really good. And then within 48 <laughs> hours of me buying them, it's then recalled. suddenly a news story that they've been recalled across the entire country and it's bad for you. It's going to poison you. You shouldn't drink it. So what is, did they ever say what was the issue well, no, with it? There was, a, there was a microbial issue, I think was the phrase they so used. So if I open this now, can I drink it or no, will I die? I, I think it would be irresponsible of us to have you drink it. Okay. However, what I, mean, I can I, say is I have drunk it. And you I, didn't die? I drunk too by the time. What were they like? They were really nice. How close to real Guinness? Well, here... I saw someone on, on, on Twitter saying, 
you know, we should do a blind taste test to see if we knew which one was which. Do you think you could have picked it? It's hard for me to say. And, and the reason why, I don't drink Guinness that often. So although I've been dry for 11 months now... So I was thinking about that the other day, by the way. It's mental. I think the last time I probably had a Guinness would have been easily 18 months ago. Okay. So the idea that I can taste that and tell you how close it is to a drink I haven't had for 18 months, I thought it was pretty close. But I would need someone to drink one and then the other to tell me. Okay. Which but we, we can't, we do, can't anymore. do anymore. <laughs> it looks nice. I'll give them that. So there you go. There's our radioactive Guinness 0.0. See, what did I tell you? And listen, Don't drink non-alcoholic. It kills you. I can't <laughs> drink it, so we may as well do this. But really importantly, it sounds like Guinness. Does it? Right? You know when you open a Guinness and you've got that, that widget yeah, 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 and yeah, that, yeah. that noise. Can we do it? Open it. Oh, it does. I'm so tempted to have a sip. <laughs> what I really want to do, and I really hope we get the chance, I hope they get this back out. We both have an Irish friend who drinks quite a lot of Guinness. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I think it's the only circumstances he should be allowed on this podcast. Yeah. But I feel like he's our taste tester. Okay, right? he is. Right, let's move on. We've got more tasting to do. Um, so just the World Cup? This is our World Cup. Can I just point out the grief I got last time for putting um, Doombar through? Yeah, well, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Did you like the draw for the World Cup? So it was brilliant. It's my favourite thing. I listened to it about 15 times. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had as much fun as making that. Um, very, very good. Geese, will you be quiet, please? We're trying to do a podcast. So I'll be honest, I haven't got all the beers at the moment. <laughs> Lockdown's been difficult. Lockdown's been difficult. So what games are we doing today, Geoffrey? So we have, we have two matches today. We've got Budweiser Zero against Infinite Session IPA, which okay. is without influencing you in any way one of those i'm quite a big fan of and then we've got an outsider one actually we've got freestar which as far as i can tell is made exclusively for sainsbury's i haven't seen it anywhere else i might i might be wrong on that it's called primetime freestar it's 0.0 it has apparently won a world beer award in 2019 i've only seen that in sainsbury's i haven't seen it anywhere else it looks to me i think we described it like this in the last podcast it looks to me like a bit of a corona ripoff but i've only tried that once before and then we've got something from the big drop stable i don't best name i don't think you've had any <laughs> drop this one is a, a double gold winner in the european beer challenge so so the award winners head to head there that's a lager budweiser zero can looks like it's a can for kids to colour in. So they have gone for the, like, it's, we've taken all the alcohol in it, so we've taken all the colour <laughs> it looks off like the if can. You, yeah, it, it, you know, if you wanted to... If you were an alcoholic who was looking after your children and wanted some games to play, that would seem like a good game. You could colour in the can as someone else drank it. The Infinite Session IPA, I think, is a beautiful can. They've got a couple. It's very simple. It's also slightly like matte finish to it. Uh, beautiful seeing that. Uh, and we've said this before. I think non-alcoholic beers... Make much more of an effort. Yeah. Much more of an effort. I mean, even the Budweiser one, which I think is a bit odd, at least they've done something with it. So, so I like both those. So we're going to go... Am I going to go with this first? Right, so... Okay, I'm going to walk down to see the geese while you pour me one, yeah? Yeah. You take a little walk up I to the do. water's edge. So, listeners, it's just you and I here while I just pour a drink. Uh, so, we're going in first with the uh, with the Infinite Session. 
Uh, your drink, sir. There you go. Look at that. I mean, it. It I mean, looks, that looks good. Light. That looks nice. Okay, let me. Uh... You'd be glad to know uh, I haven't bought a pint glass out to Tooting Pond. We've got what I would say is a, a small little French-style beaker there. Just had a sip there. That's nice. It's got a good fizz to it. That crisp, Jeffrey. Crisp. <laughs> Right, I'm going to okay. walk down to the pond, pour me another. And we're going in again, this time uh, with the Budweiser Zero. Drinks up. So this one looks like I've had the last one and pissed it back into a cup. <laughs> Just in case you want a description. Taste of fizzy water. I mean, there's no, no real flavour to that one. Do you need to declare a winner? <laughs> the first one is so much better. What have I picked? Please tell me I'll pick something good for once. So the first two matches... Oh, no, I'm going to piss it up again, aren't I? <laughs> the first two matches, I think it's fair to say that you went with the underdog. I did, I did. So what we have here is a... See, a, the non-alcoholic world think I'm a knob, basically. <laughs> and this is going to do it a grand, is it? What have I put through? If you've picked Budweiser, which I think everybody knows is the worst lager anyway... <laughs> It's non-alcoholic sister. I'm covering my face. If you've picked that over Infinite Session, I think we need to stop the World Cup. Have I? Have I? Matt, the winner you chose. Oh no, please. Was Infinite Session. Yes! <laughs> Come on, Geese. Oh look, I've scared all the pigeons off. <laughs> Right. I'm back, the, uh, the non-alcoholic world. I'm back. I think it's fair to say that that was a walkover victory oh, for, the, for, the, for the bigger I'll team. I'll tell you what, that Infinite Session IPA is... If you're a lager drinker, that is a really strong, non good non-alcoholic lager. I was worried about this matchup, And I was worried about this matchup because I think you have a tendency to pick a lager over an yes, IPA. Yes, I, anyway. I do, I do. So I thought the, the Budweiser had a fair chance of beating... Oh, no, that's nice. Okay, good. Good, good that, to hear that. That's genuinely one of my favourites so far. All right. Oh, I feel better now. No I rest. Feel... No rest, Matt. Uh, am I going back down to the... The thing is, with lockdown, is there's what a lot the of fi fixture congestion, <laughs> right? You've, you've got to walk off the field, get ready, because there's a what was, another match. What was... Is it Nick Haywood's song? Where do we go from here? Is it down to the lake, I fear? Bye. There's two ladies about to walk past us. I've never felt more of an alcoholic in my entire life and I haven't had a drink for 11 months. Right, here we go. Uh, this time I'm going with the Freestar first. And, well, I don't think, A, I've poured that that well, but there's a massive head on that. It's two thirds of the glass and I don't know what Pour to that do. Away. Hang on, hang on. I've poured that away. Uh, I'm gonna pour that a bit better. I can't have my bad pouring influencing the decision here. So, oh, that's just as bad. Yeah, go on, come back. I poured it twice. I threw the first one away. It's down there because I poured it and got that. Big head. It's two thirds of a glass of foam. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Shush. Nearly Christmas. You'll be gone soon. Right, okay. Fruity, very fruity from my smell there. Okay. I can have one more sip of that. Go on. That's interesting. What, what, okay, why do you go back in? The original taste, so it's got a few aftertaste to it, yeah. And the first aftertaste was, without being rude, a bit soapy. 
but then once I'm into it, it's quite nice. So a, It's uh, not soapy at all. So I mean, it's now gone a bit fruity and I, I'm getting the flavour of it. Okay. But the initial one was like, it tastes a bit of soapy, but now it doesn't taste soapy, now it tastes fruity. Go on, back to the geese. <laughs> all right, my little geekies. I mean, the fruity might have given that away. I think the uh, the freestyle has got a citrus kick to it. So let's see. Oh my, I've just thrown that away. It's really citrusy. Right, let's go with the second one. Come back. Come by. Come by. <laughs> do this to Matt Baker, do they? Make him... <laughs> right, this is a much darker... My wife used to work on Country Farm. Did she? Yeah. Okay. Second one. Massively different flavour. Well, we've, we've got two different beers here. We've got a craft lager against a kind of... Uh, well, one describes itself as uh, with a citrus edge. It's almost got a, a toffee tart flavour in that one. I think the thing is here, putting all pretense to one side, knowing what the two beers are, and very quickly identifying that one's got a fruity flavour to it. I think you probably know which beer is which. I do now. I think I do know which beer is which, but it doesn't really affect which one I'm going to put through in terms of, of what I'm going I'm for. I'm glad to hear it. I'm because, just getting us over the bias accusations. Well, because I'm not a non-alcoholic drinker, I don't, have a, I don't have any preferences. See, so I'm coming to this... You've got no skin in the game. I've got no skin in the game. So I'm coming to this from, from a, a very... A very open standpoint, which maybe some of you other people out there on Twitter are not. You have your favourites. You have oh, your us the sober snobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not. As it's not. It's nowhere near as clear cut as the first one, but it is still clear cut for me. This one. That there is one there that I would drink, and there is one there that actually that I don't like as much. It's the, the gap's not as big as the first one. The gap of the first one was the size of that's a lake, not a pond. By the way, I'm saying that's a lake. <laughs> um, but. As I know which ones they are, can I tell you which one I've picked? Yeah, go on then. I picked the second one, which I believe is Big Drop. You're absolutely Big right. Big Drop! <laughs> so, mercifully, and maybe we have to do them all outside from now on. It does help that I haven't had 17 pints of lager and a packet of Monster Munch before I do the taste test. I am very sorry, Fergus. All that work you put in was ruined, was, was kicked out by me going on a massive lash-up the day before and then ruining my mouth with... One, I had two packs, actually. I had a pack of pickled onion and then the fiery ones as well, just to get me going. I, I should at this point mention like that there is another World Cup. Well, there's another... There's there another Sober Sources World competition. Cup, So Sober Source, who we've Adam from Sober Source, who we've had on this podcast before, has uh, the AF Cup, which I have to say is, is the better name. Much better. So, uh, but and theirs is a, a, a different format where basically you can buy the beers, taste them at home, and, and influence the decision. I think Ghost Ship went out in the first round in that competition no. as well. Yeah, they've not had a good cup run. Focus having a shocker. I can only presume that they are they are a league <laughs> set up. <laughs> can I say? I think um, I think I'd push everyone to do. This is basically a. I like this because it's a non-alcoholic drinker's view on, on, on drinking, which you need to look at. And there's probably some use in that. But I think Sober Source is more your connoisseur's World Cup. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see how the two run comparatively. Essentially, it's the difference between me and you. I'm drinking these in a mindset of, I'm not going to drink another alcoholic lager. I need to find something that fills that hole in my life. Whereas you're a bit more like, you know, if I want something for in-between rounds, that one's quite nice. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So just to clarify, uh, going through to the second round, Infinite Session IPA and Big Drop Brewing Company, Uptown Craft Lager. 
Let's move on. Should we do the news section? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the news section. <laughs> the idea that this podcast has a news section is ridiculous. <laughs> Jeff, you know we haven't got a guest this week because we're out. We normally have a guest, although those two people... Should, should we do the lady in the barber jacket and the wellies? <laughs> Maybe we could do a news section to fill in. Nice idea. Now, here's the news. <laughs> So there are two bits of news, actually. There's one bit of news that's come out that people have been talking about, and the other one is not really news, but I do want to bring it up because it affects you, and it's something I've been thinking about. So you knew the first bit first. I only brought one bit of news to this. Yeah, that's Uh, the first bit I'm thinking of. Last week there was an advert in some of the papers which was calling out for clearer labelling on non-alcoholic drinks. And... Without going into... I mean, it was a full page of text, but the gist of the advert was that a 0.5% beer shouldn't be allowed to call itself non-alcoholic. Sounds like our first ever episode when I was like, yeah, no, it's either non-alcoholic or nothing. Well, when we uh, clumsily strode into this subject area... <laughs> without, in January, with, in a different world, in a different zero time. knowledge, 0.5% knowledge at best, <laughs> we, we decided completely, apropos of nothing, that we would draw the line at 1%. Yes. That anything under 1% could be deemed non-alcoholic. Now, actually... What we subsequently found out is that there is this legal definition of non-alcoholic, which is 0.5 and under, which, yeah. which is why no one makes a 0.6% beer. And actually, as much as we set the bar at 1%, I think it was handy for that gin, the Heyman's small yes. gin, because that actually does come out at yeah. about 1%. But apart from that, all the beers we've been drinking are 0.5% under. So sometimes you get a beer which really shouts about the fact it has got nothing in it. So I'm looking down too, I'm seeing Guinness 0.0, which has nothing in it except for maybe something that will kill you, and Budweiser, which again is 0.0. It is, not only is it 0.0% alcohol, it's also no grams of sugar. Infinite Session lists itself as less than 0.5. Freestar is 0.0. And how long did it take you to find that on the bottle? Quite a while. <laughs> Tell you what, it's got 90% less CO2, 80% less energy, 80% less waste and 70% less water. It's also gluten-free and vegan. It's not bad, is it? It's good for the planet. I've got the big drop here. Oh, actually, it's on the front. It's stamped there. Uh, Never more than 0.5% ABV. Okay, so from looking at what we've got there, you've got two that are never more than 0.5 and three that are zeros. Yeah, and for me, that's the same thing. For me, it's the same thing. I'd like to speak to a medical person. Maybe we should get ring Dr. Will up and ask him, is there any difference between 0% and 0.5% in terms of drinking? Or for driving, for example, what, what would that mean for driving? Or things like that. But I class 0.5 and under, it's, it's, it's non-alcoholic. Right. Stop worrying about the, the, the definitions of those and, and, and worry more about the taste. So here's my understanding of it. A normal lager, you're looking at sort of five percent-ish. Yeah. As I see it, 10 bottles of 0.5% gives me the same alcoholic intake as, as one bottle of more. normal. So you're just taking simple maths. You're doing so, it no more than on simple maths. Yeah, so if I go out for an evening and it's a big night and I'm drinking 10 bottles of this, I'm having the equivalent of going out and having one bottle. That's my 
rudimentary Joe public understanding of the situation. I think it's slightly more complicated than that because you've diluted it over a lot of liquid. And quite frankly, by the time you're on your 10th bottle, you've probably already pissed out the first one. (laughs) I know, again, I'm not part of the gang. I feel like I'm a friend to the gang. I'm an ally to the gang, I would say. You're that friend of a friend who comes out sometimes. Yeah, but but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on the side. I'm cheering you, you non-alcoholicos on. This seems like a non-issue to me. It seems like a waste of people's time to get into. What I would say is there are big issues in an alcoholic drink. is changing the perception of it so that it's fine to mix them. So it's not just people who have maybe got problems with drinking. It's fine to, to mix them in and out. So that, that, that's a way of drinking it. Having it on tap, that's a real issue because it makes you seem less weird. Getting all these lovely different beers with branding into pubs, into restaurants. So you've got it. These are all... That's good of them, isn't it? <laughs> the couple have just come over to feed the birds right where we're stood. So. <laughs> this next section, sponsored by The Noise of Gold. <laughs> I don't know if there's a subset of non-drinkers to who this is an issue. I don't know if you've had problems. If you consider yourself as dry and feel like you're that person who can't have a drink because you want 20 drinks. But isn't that just the same as if you are that person, you don't order a pint because it's got alcohol in it, so you then don't order the one with 0.5 and try and get one with 0. I don't see where the issue comes from. It's the same as if there isn't one on there, I'm afraid you are going to have to have a soft drink. And that issue, again, of having more choice in there is, is more important to it. I guess I said some people want to drink non-alcohol if they are drinking non-alcohol. We'll read it. I'd be really interested because I think I'm the same as you. I don't understand why there is an issue. But I think the problem is that I don't understand. I need yeah. someone to explain to me why this is a problem. Because, and I'll tell you why, when you were a kid, right, if I had a shandy, I definitely acted drunk. Yeah. And a shandy has got a tiny amount of alcohol in it. How much? Oh, it's like less than 0.1. It is a, it is a tiny amount of alcohol. You'd have to drink a hundred of them to have it in any way, any sort of alcohol intake. But you still give it to a kid because it's a tiny, tiny amount of alcohol. Be interested to know how much is in shandy bass. How much alcohol is in Shandy Bass? I want to know. All right. While you're talking, can I look it up? Yeah, all right, you, you look up how much Shandy there is. And I don't think there's any in a Shandy Ice Lolly. <laughs> I definitely uh-huh. acted like there is. Other things there aren't any alcohol in include wine gums. Uh, <laughs> Do you know how much it contains? Go on. 0.1% of alcohol. Well, I, was, I was pretty spot on yeah, then. Oh yeah, go on. I wouldn't have any problems giving my kids no. one of those... I, sh- I should probably say we don't sit down and have a shandy with dinner every night. <laughs> I'm going massively off on a tangent here, but why would it be okay for me to give my kids a can of shandy, but I wouldn't give them a 0% non-alcoholic beer? I wouldn't, because something about that feels wrong. Well, again, it's getting... Yes, you're right. I understand. Yeah, yeah. We're wandering into the whole area of, of non-alcoholic drinks meeting soft drinks, but there has to be a line in the sand somewhere, and where is that? Does that have to be at zero? And I guess it comes back to... It comes back to what the Yarder Collective were talking about, letting, you can't have under 16 to 17 year olds in their pub because you are, even though it's non-alcoholic, it's still cast as something. It's a different thing. It's a different thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it, but um, I'm sure... So I think we've cleared that up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's any need to revisit that subject again. I think everybody's clear on it now. (laughs) Or maybe we should get someone on who knows. I think we need to get someone on... 
for the sake of people who may come back in four years' time to listen to this podcast to find out what happened in the 2020 year, which I must say we've kind of encompassed, you know, our first one was in January quite well. Uh, it's nearly Christmas now and everyone's talking about Christmas, whether we'll be able to sit down with our family, whether we'll be able to go out on the lash, Christmas parties, blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking about Christmas and, and not this Christmas, because it's going to be different. I was thinking about Christmas and non-alcoholic people who don't drink alcohol. You, for example, for this first time. Everything about Christmas I think of, as you know, I'm not a religious guy, is to do with drinking pretty much. Apart from the presents in the morning with, with the kids and things like that, it's to do with drinking. It's going out for Christmas parties. It's meeting friends I haven't seen for a year in the pub. It's even the Christmas pudding club that, that happens that we go to is all boozing. Christmas Day is drinking. It's seeing family is drinking. A, how do you feel about that? Because you're not used to it. And B, I'd like to know from people as well, do you get used to it? Is it a difficult time? Is it so wrapped up with alcohol? Or is that just me because I'm shallow and I see it all as that when actually there's a whole bigger part to Christmas and you can get through it without that? It's just at the moment, it, it feels... Just when I initially thought about it, and I gave no more thought than that the other day, everything seems booze-wise. And I guess because they've taken the pubs away from me at the moment, I'm pining for the Christmas drinks I would now be arranging and I don't know if they're going to happen. I definitely feel that this year is an easier year to be a non-drinker yes. at Christmas. Yeah. I'll have a couple of Zoom Christmas parties, as you've mentioned, and it will be much easier for me to be at my end with my non-alcoholic beers, joining in with my colleagues. You know, Than if you were out in the pub, definitely. No one's having to go to the bar. I'm not having to check on the day that the free bar we've got at the venue actually includes any non-alcoholic beers. Um, and I did go to, uh, you know, back in March or April or whenever it was, I think it was the last thing I went to before the lockdown, was a big awards ceremony that had a free bar, but with no non-alcoholic um, <laughs> drinks, or, you know, other than soft drinks. So, uh, you know, that is something I think I would feel probably the need to check before we went out. Christmas Day even, family... Uh, well, every... well, I should say on Christmas Day, I've agreed to work on oh, Christmas Day. You're up at Radio 2, I've aren't got, you? I've got, uh, I'm doing a show in the afternoon on Radio 2, so I think it's four till six. I should probably check. <laughs> but I think it's four till six in the afternoon. And one of the reasons I said yes to it is... I you thought... don't like your family. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. One was actually the not drinking. I was like, well, do you know what? This might be the only Christmas where I don't have a drink at Christmas dinner. So why not? Any other Christmas day, I'll have probably had a couple of drinks. I won't be going in and producing a Christmas show. But this year, you know, actually, it's that point in the afternoon where we'll have done presents, we'll have done lunch. Everyone's probably going to stick a film on and I'm going to nip out and do a show for a couple of hours. So drinking was actually a really big part of that decision-making yeah. process to, to yeah, work on Christmas Day. I'd be interested. Tell you the other thing is, is, is the wrapping up of, of Christmas. You go into any supermarket at the moment and, and they've just taken their alcohol aisle and put it in nice fancy boxes and called them gifts and there's another whole aisle of it mm. in the supermarkets. Like, gifting of alcohol at Christmas is a huge thing. Massive. I always buy... It's my go-to presents for people. I get them a nice bottle of something. A job I was in a couple of years ago, <clears> I bought about 500 quid's worth 
of various and I, I i took great pride that year of finding out what people's favorite drinks were you know are they a gin drinker are they a whiskey drinker do they like nice wine well, it's a nice present i may add yeah, well, i'm quite thoughtful at the time i think i was really <laughs> proud of myself for going to that effort I didn't come across anybody that the feedback was actually their teetotal, they don't drink at all. <laughs> and I think if I had been, I was like, oh, God, what am I going to get them? Um, Here's some squash. <laughs> yeah. Christmas is a complicated time, I think, for a non-drinker. But this year is going to be easier. I think I would be interested to do it again. I think I was thinking back to last year and the things I went to at Christmas that would have been any different. Like, we definitely had Christmas drinks. Yeah. I just wouldn't have drunk at that. Wouldn't have been any different, necessarily. I think work drinks... The work drinks that we had last year was a big kind of pub quiz for the the whole company, and there's a band, like a house band, and Christmas songs, and and I think if I hadn't been drinking at that, I'd have definitely done better in the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think it would have made a massive difference to my Christmas last year. Okay, that's interesting. I'd be interested to see what some other people, because again, are you different because, you know, this is an experiment for you and it's probably very likely that you're going to drink on Christmas Day in the future. Even if you, I have a feeling you'll never go back to how you were in terms of drinking. But I do think that you may add some days in. I don't know whether you will or not, let's see. But you've got that option because you don't have a negative association with alcohol, yeah? Whereas some people who may do and may have done this because of that, it must be a tough time. I subconsciously wrap boozing up with Christmas so much. Everything I look forward to at Christmas, with the exception of, of seeing kids open their presents and maybe a couple of plays they're in, is to do with booze. I had a glass of wine last night. Did you? <laughs> well. No! <laughs> Did you? Well. Did you? I mean, I did and I didn't. I mean, by any... Yes, I drank some wine last night. But... (laughs) What do you mean you did and you didn't? Well, I had... The amount I had probably wouldn't have filled a thimble. But my wife opened a bottle of wine and she said it was really nice. And I just wanted to know if it was or not. And I had enough to go, yeah, that's really nice. Interesting. Did it make you want more? No, and I didn't have any more. And the rest of the bottle is sat there, you know, with a cork in it. And I absolutely could have had some more, but I had enough to taste it. I guess I could have spat it out like a wine tasting. Can I just but point I out, you are now wet and I currently am dry. <laughs> so days since last drink? 16. Days since last drink, Jeff? I mean, it's not quite 24 hours yet. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.